At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Lingerie or robe? She don't matter, man. Um, <laughs> she coming out of it anyway. Um, <laughs> man, I'm just being real. Sex in the bed or sex in the restaurant bathroom? Shit, we done did both of them. Shit, we did it at the recreation department bathroom. <laughs> Gym out of the bleachers. <laughs> For real. Uh, fucking park bench. <laughs> On top of the school. Like, <laughs> I don't think you got two minutes by we ain't touched. Weak sex, horrible sex, or no money. We sex, bro. Uh, I got. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, I, I got it. She, she going. That mom gonna have to. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to think of solutions here. Like, I mean, I don't think it's all over. You know, you got to figure something out. But uh, Man. yeah, I just can't go back to being broke. Bro. <laughs> I just can't go back to being Describe myself in two words, rich and unemployed. These stones cost two birds. Let it count it when she bored. Deposit hit chicks, clearing ace. Nothing void. I know that ain't my ex calling. Null and void. Where we going? Money going up. All right, welcome to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dubaton, a.k.a. Finesse. And uh, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon for exclusive content. Also, make sure you guys get some merch, www.richandemployed.net. Also, to book a one-on-one call with me, the link is in the description. If you want to talk to me, ask me questions, have a conversation with me. All right, so we got a very, very special guest. Man, I know nothing about him, but we're about to find out. Go ahead, introduce yourself, bro. Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Derek Harper, senior. Um, and it's good that you don't know nothing about me. That's mm-hmm. by design. I'm trying to go <laughs> off the grid, right? For sure. Um, entrepreneur, investor in over 20, what, eight businesses now. Mm-hmm. I'm part owner in over 19. Uh, I love equity. Hmm. So... I love equity. Uh, you said a lot. Um, <laughs> one question. Are you rich and unemployed? Uh, most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. You pulled up in a Rolls Royce. All right, so what do you specialize in? You said a lot, but what, like, what do you specialize in? Buying and selling businesses, bro. Fit, fixing and flipping them like real estate, um, but not necessarily buying the whole business. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's out here coaching, right? Mm-hmm. But I consult for equity. So, you know, I help create millionaires, but not so they can go off and how Grant caught on when they get rich so right. that I can get equity out of their business. So if I make a millionaire and I got 20% of the business, I got other people making me 200K a year. Got you. Could so, it be any business? Any business. Yeah. Any business. I mean, you know, something that that, that I can put a team together on. Right, right, You right. know, of course, you know, I can't help you sell dope, uh, nothing like that. But, <laughs> nah, but nah, I, um, yeah, if it's something that I can put a team together on, pretty much, yeah. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Now, what is the process though? Like, is it the same for almost every business? You just what? what is, nah, so what? I got a I got a uh, big call center in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. We actually went over there and um, you know went on the ground, recruited, and put you know a lot of customer service team together. Mm-hmm. And I got a development center in India. So if it's around tech. 
Um, I take analog businesses, turn them digital. Um, or, you know, most people coach uh, and they like, hey, I got this coaching program. Me, I'm looking for the next superstar because I know if they already making two, 300 racks and they still analog and really haven't went into the new wave, if I can help them make a million, then it's easier to identify them for equity. Everybody out here trying to get like $50,000 programs for coaching mm -hmm. you know my whole goal is if i can come in i'm trying to get a hundred or two hundred thousand a year off of blowing the superstar and that huh so i'm the superstar right you definitely are um, man but i gotta have mentorship yeah all right i got one yeah you got a mentorship mm -hmm. all right and and i think that because you specialize in a niche mm -hmm. um it's perfect for you mm -hmm. and, and and the thing is is because a lot of people are gonna be like how you do what you do Right. What's the first thing you said? I don't know nothing about them. Mm. So I don't want people asking me how I do what I do because they don't know what I do. Right. My job is to identify the talent, blow the talent up because the talent can keep walking and making money without me being relevant. Mm -hmm. So I never get counseled because they don't know how to find me to counsel me. How much equity would you want? Depends. Uh, I got some equity as low as 3% in the company. I like I that. I like that. Says, I like 3%. You know, 4, 40%. You know, it just depends. You know, but like Jay-Z said, man, I'd rather have 10% of a watermelon than 100% of a grape. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, man, they don't want to give up equity because they're holding on to 100% of the grape and wonder why their company not growing. Right. And so, you know, I would rather take 10% of a watermelon, give up 90% of the equity. Mm -hmm. Like, what if Hove come in and say, hey, I want to take over this podcast and I want to blow this thing up, me and Bay come through, you know? So you got Beyonce and Hove, the average person holding on to that 100% of the grape, I'm like, no, nah, I ain't getting on my equity. Mm -hmm. But bro, now they got a billion, you know, a billion viewers, you got all, you know? Right, so right. you got million dollar sense. days coming in right. just with your 10%. So I look at it like that. The reason I like doing it because I don't want to be the one in front of the camera all the time, the right, one that's right. having to work. So if I don't perform, I don't eat. Mm -hmm. Them days too, you know, mm -hmm. I ain't really into that no more. So I like kind of staying in the background. I pop out when I need to pop out, but uh, the whole goal is to try to blow somebody up. Okay. So <clears throat> you could take someone that's already making 100, 200,000 in mentorships. Oh. Or you could take somebody from zero. Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends on their hustle, they grind too. Uh, you know, I'm. During the pandemic, I bought so many Instagram pages from people with three, four hundred thousand, didn't know how to make money off. Mm -hmm. So I just bought the page, let them work the page. You know, I don't want to say pimp them out, but it would sound like I let them work the page and uh they kept twenty percent of everything that came in, but it's ten times the money they was making before because I right. had the systems behind it. Right, 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 right. So So what are you gonna be doing differently that they ain't if they already making two hundred thousand, what are you gonna do differently that they don't know? Well, I got to consult. First of all, they don't even know their personality, right? First thing I do is give them a disc assessment. You know, they don't know if they dominant or not. They might be trying to grow something that their personality don't even fit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. It's like, oh, I want to be a superstar. Your D is low, which means you're not dominant. You're not influential. Your C is high, which means you overthink everything. Bro, uh -huh. you're never going to get started. That's why I even started the whole movement. Done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done. Because hmm. everybody out here, you know, can't get out of their way. They know how to make money, hmm. but they don't know how to really grow an empire. Gotcha. Which means that, so what I would do is take, like, let's say if me and you partnered on something. My whole goal is, you know how to make the, the money, right? You know how to build an audience and things like that. But we'll take that and build an empire out of it. 
Gotcha. Like you got three shows right now. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You got three different audiences, mm-hmm. right? So you got a rich and unemployed, you have nice women that come in here, and you're the only person in this area that can bring heterosexual males and women, I mean, you know, males and women in the same room, mm-hmm. and you ain't even had no dating conference yet. So we Maybe. would start doing things like that. Derek Harper. <laughs> Derek Harper. You need to have all the singles, bro. You got that. You, you got the demographic and the age, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll take that. That'll be an extra million. So if I help you get a million there, you'll give me 200000 of it? I surely will. That's how I consult for equity. I, I would I would want to give you what's three percent of a million dollars. Three uh, percent would be thirty thousand. Yeah, but that goes <laughs> to the resources. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean that that you know it's kind of crazy type, and pricey. I'm the type of guy, you know, like okay, if I'm making zero dollars and you help me make a million dollars, I yeah, I, I would be glad to give you twenty percent. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, all I do is just identify opportunity that they missing, help carve that out, put a machine behind it, mm-hmm. and it's a wrap after that. So Shad the Goat was here. Um, That's my bro. Yeah, spoke very high. Are you his mentor? Yeah. So I gave him the name Boat Go. Oh. And it's funny, bro, because uh, w- what I like about that fella, bro, he different, but he real. Yeah. And you know, my bad. I was, ca- I, you know, where I came from, they see me now, they like, bro, got the glasses. He online. He talked like he got some sense. Yeah. Now. But, you know, I was raised both parents on dope coming up, you know, projects struggle and mm-hmm. when you see somebody you know who lying and who really got it out of the mud mm-hmm. and it was like watching me all over again i was mm-hmm. like yeah bro got it and so i hit him up i'm like bro um i'm flying out to dc um here go my picture put me on the flyer he was like bro i don't even know you <laughs> it, and it was crazy so i went in there and i poured into him and uh it was funny because we was watching something somebody was on instagram and they, they were calling themselves the throat goat and I, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, snap. I know you did. Because it's, it's spelled weird. I'm like, bro, don't nobody know how to spell. And you got underscores in your name. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, bro, you the boat goat. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. anybody talking boats, you you the man. So he was like, damn, that, that's got a ring to mm-hmm. it. He took off with it. Damn, that was up. So how many people do you actually mentor? Uh, thousands. Thousands of people? Yeah, thousands. But he told, me far, a, he told me you had a Facebook group with. Well, I had, so I got a few Facebook groups. I got one with. Seven hundred and like eighty thousand people in it. Seven hundred eighty. But that's just a resource group. And what's funny is they don't even know that's my group. Okay. It's a gossip group. It's mm-hmm. a it's a group where people get in there, they talk, they put memes, and and they get good engagement. Mm-hmm. But all I'm doing is you know dropping a video. They watch the video. Now they pixel. Now I can retarget. So like mm-hmm. when I get equity in companies, if you offering something, everybody got the same audience. Now we get to eat off. It. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever knew I was there. But the one, my passion group, that's the one I, you know, near and dear to my heart. It's called a free hive. So I spent like almost $2 million, man, creating this free business academy for, for the underprivileged. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how to start a trucking company, how to start a tax prep company, credit repair company, and all that. And it's free, right? Because mm-hmm. I realize a lot of people, Especially us, bro. We get survivors from us when we make it. Mm. But the ones who don't make it, they automatically think, bro, it got to be a scam. It ain't no real way to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a way to kind of get their feet wet. And the ones who want to do it, you know, they, they level up. But the ones who don't, they just stay where they at. So, How much do you charge for your mentorship? So it depends. I got I got like a little inner circle, like a little small inner circle where it's on 97 bucks a month. But we do a live class every night. So I got different coaches coming in every single night on different subjects, right? Mm. Um how to start a vending machine company, how to literally everything that you will possibly think of, real estate to everything that you could possibly think of is in there. 
and then they got their schedules, right? So literally twice a day is a live class, but then it's a bunch of modules in there mm-hmm. that I put in there of like how to how to buy a business, gotcha. how to how to do the shotgun method, get three hundred thousand and fund in the legit way, mm-hmm. and, and two minutes just do it like a shotgun method. And um, so they get in there. My whole goal is to try to charge low, and because most people can't afford, right? Mm-hmm. Um, help them get the money. And then they spend the money to either partner with me on some stuff. So it's not necessarily mentorship. It's called an inner circle elite. Um, and what it is, is basically it's like just 25K for the year. But my whole goal, that 25K go to my staff. My whole goal is to help build something new that I can get equity off. Because I'm going to end up, I, like I said, any new projects I get 20% of. So, you know, my whole goal is to help everybody at least try to make a meal. Mm-hmm. And then now that's 200K a year. Okay, but would you mentoring shot mm-hmm. he ain't doing that, that that group no because we just clicked you yeah. know what i'm saying like he was going through some stuff and i'm like bro you know when some people got it now eventually we're gonna work together on some stuff and i'm a partner and do a lot of stuff yeah, yeah. um he got some stuff that we kind of working on that i can't really talk about here mm-hmm. but eventually we'll get there but one of the things is when you see somebody who got it we don't what we don't do enough of is we feel like we got to make money off them, but we don't want to help. Mm-hmm. But if I know bro missing out on three, four mil, um, I'm going to just get him to play. Mm-hmm. And he was, and I was like, bro, fly in. He was going through some stuff mentally. I'm like, bro, you that dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, hey, catch a flight to Atlanta, fly in. I got you. So I you know, moved all my meetings, man. And shit, he came to Atlanta. All that mental stuff that he was going through, went back motivated, bro. He just opened up a site in Turks and Caicos right now. Damn. Yeah. That was up. <laughs> so did he did he say he was gonna do, go do something out there? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he just got back. Yeah. That's dope. Hmm. So yeah, that, that's pretty much, man, because now, man, the coaching slash mentorship era is slowing down. Yeah. Cause two reasons. People ain't got a thousand dollars a week. They don't have twenty thousand dollar PPP, or they don't have a hundred thousand EIDL, right? Mm-hmm. Most of all, they ain't got the time they had. We was on lockdown and we had paper. Mm-hmm. What they gonna do with it? Pay to learn, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's trying to not go back to work. Now they back to work. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dang, they spending money that they work for now. See, it ain't the ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand that they pay. It's how much time they put in to get it. Mm-hmm. See, if they just getting it through a PPP, it was an application, so it took thirty minutes to get that. But if they working and saving a thousand dollars a week, bro, they just invested ten weeks in your mentorship. Mm. So you know, right now, just the investment pool is coming from time versus money, and people ain't got the time. And then whatever you're trying to teach them, they got to get off their nine to five and then put it in action. Most of them got kids, mm. you know. So someone told me that you're against courses. No, not against courses. I'm against courses from people who never made money in the courses, teaching uh, people how to build a million dollar business and some shit they ain't did. I call them dancing bears, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's real. So for instance, let's say Tim, I'm gonna use Tim's name because I used somebody else's name last time and they thought I was doing shots, right? Mm-hmm. So Tim, if you out there, ain't talking about you, right? I'm just, <laughs> it's another Tim out there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a Tim out there, right? So like, let's say Tim started a trucking company, right? Mm-hmm. Tim made 75,000 in the trucking industry, yes. right? Uh-huh. And um, next year he made 100,000. Right. Mm -hmm. But then the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. Tim started a a course of how to help people start a trucking company. Mm -hmm. He made a million dollars in teaching people how to start a trucking company. So now Tim renames himself the millionaire trucker. Mm -hmm. So now everybody taking Tim courses thinking that they're going to learn how to build a million dollar trucking company. 
It sounds like you're talking about somebody. <laughs> no, that's a lot of people talking about. <laughs> hey, hey, it's one of them if the shoe fits. Right, me, right. I love my people, bro, and I love being black for one. Um, ain't messy. You get some people that try to put expose people for clout. Yeah. But I'm never going to stop a person from feeding their family or, or mm-hmm. try to bash them. Now, what mm-hmm. I do is I put people on to the, the, the bullshit, right? Gotcha. And so it's one of them things where I tell people, like, if you teaching people how to build a successful podcast, it's clear to see that you did it. Yeah. But if you on here teaching people how to build a, a million dollar strip club, club and okay. you ain't never built a strip club. Or even it, I made a million dollars in podcasting and I ain't made it yet. Oh, build. Let me help you build a seven figure podcast. Right. And I ain't made seven figures. Uh, exactly. Right. So it, it's kind of like. I'm big on a person can't really take you to a place they ain't really been. They guessing at that point. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to pay nobody to send me nowhere on a guess. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a dummy mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think a lot of people, they're trying to reevaluate what they're doing right now. And the dancing bear just going to figure out the next thing and then offer it. Mm-hmm. You might see them talking about, oh, credit one minute and then they'll pop up. They're the AI expert the next. Right, right, right. Because right. everybody talking about AI, mm-hmm. so they're going to jump in front of it. And let me show you how I made millions of dollars in AI. Like, bro, you never, you don't even know what the hell AI is. You still think it's Allen Iverson. <laughs> but no, it's just, you know, <laughs> just one of them things, though. I, so I'm not against courses. I, I just like people who've done it to just be transparent with it. Right, right, right. So, right, 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 right okay. I came around nothing but dope dealers. I'm not the one that's out here like, get the dope, boy. Right. I wouldn't have ate if it wasn't for them pouring it into the community, mm-hmm. right? But I am the one that's like, bro, if you keep smoking crack, it's going to fuck your future up. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't hating on the dope boy by informing people that it's kind of messed up what you got going on. You know, you're throwing your money away on this million dollar master plan for somebody who ain't even do that. Mm-hmm. So where you from? I'm from, originally from a small town called Swainsboro. I know that. I know that. Too. How you know Swainsboro? Let me tell you why. Because I went to juvenile out there. Ah, oh, the YDC. The YDC. Oh, YDC. bro. That's Emanuel <laughs> County? You was right down the road from Yeah, so, man. Well, you... So the Manga County, you probably was in Twin City though, right outside Swing. I don't know. That's I just know Swingsboro, Georgia, and I hated it. Oh yeah, yeah, bro. Hot as hell. You, you was down at the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, ain't nothing out there. Ain't nothing. Out there. Nothing <laughs> out there. That's crazy. Man, I think they might have turned it into a women's prison now, though. Yeah, this man said Wayne's drug, bro. Yeah, literally nothing out there. You just remember going in and out, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. And looking out the gate and seeing nothing. Nothing. Nothing no. out there. Unless you're seeing somebody about to go down a dirt road past there and go smash. Uh-huh. But other than that, that's about it. That's a duck off spot. But So you're from Swainsboro, Georgia, yeah. and you're this person now. Like how like a lot of people that come from these small towns and, and cities don't make it out. Oh no, bro. That's, that's they mind can't even expand past nah. their city. Because you can't you, you you can't get into what you don't see, bro. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people, that's that I think that's the biggest thing. Like it's still a town where my attorney from there too, but it's a town that when she go back, they're like, bro, ain't no way he doing this. He got to be scamming. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't get mad at it because hell, I didn't think it was possible. I knew I was going to be a dope boy when I when I came out of there. I was like, I'm going to be a dope boy. It's the only way out. Or I'm going to drive trucks. Like mm-hmm. it's literally nothing around there. Right. So I get it. And you know, just kind of the way I came up in the projects and all that, we really, it's really no hope around there. But it's good people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once you get out and you get around people who are doing it, mm-hmm. then you see it's possible. And, you know, you got people, man, that's just natural hustlers, but they just get stuck trying to be the most popular person in a small town. Mm-hmm. And they don't get out and really do nothing. So 
it's rough, but it, you know, then survivors are more start to hit you though. And you want to start bringing everybody else along. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I learned is most of the people who want to make millions of dollars, then you want to make a million dollars, you know, to, to feed the lifestyle that you got now. And the part that they forget is by the time that the millions come, you already a different person. Mm. And so now you'll be out here confused because you got to learn the new person you are. But you're still trying to go and like put on for the people who you struggled around mm -hmm. and shit. You the target. You the lick then. Mm -hmm. And so now you start losing people and you think it's jealousy, but it's just really misunderstanding because, mm -hmm. you you know, hell, I ain't no no millionaires. Mm -hmm. I just knew cool dope boys got all the girls at that point. So I was like, I'm going to be a dope boy to get the girls. Were you ever a dope boy? I, I, I plead the field. For sure. So uh, what? What changed the mindset? What made you change from thinking, okay, I'm about to be this big dope boy to transitioning into business? My wife, bro, to be honest, I got married at 19. And um You still married? Yeah. We just celebrated our 19th. You know, so um yeah, April 14, 2004. But her daddy did like 20 something years in the military. Mm -hmm. I was raised in the hood <clears throat> where kind of, you know. The country hood, Swainsboro, but mm -hmm. ain't nobody really got nothing around there. So it was one of those where um, even when I was out doing dirt, I, I think I done told the story before. So I had a thing where you used to get, you know, of course I was a teenager, so y'all don't judge me, right? I had a thing where you get the school check, you know, go to college, get the school check, and buy a little dope with it. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to get the dope, sell it to the white boys, mm -hmm. you know, don't judge me. But I'm like, when they get their school check, I'm going to go and collect. My wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, was so innocent because I ain't even had no car. Mm. Right? She used to take me in and be like, dang, I'm taking you to pick this money up. You so nice for loaning everybody's money. And I was like, oh, she too innocent. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Green. anybody in, the, in, in their right mind would have picked that up. Yeah. But see, she moved back into the town after her pops retired. And when you see something that innocent, bro, I'm like, bro, I need to be around this. You know? Mm. And um, she told me, she was like, well... It was one of them things where it was a challenge, but it was one of them things where she had already made up her mind she was going to go into Air Force. Mm -hmm. And so me being who I am, I'm like, bro, you know, I'm going to get stuck around here and go to prison or I'm going to Air Force too. Mm -hmm. So we decided we was going to go together into the Air Force. And then she messed around and got pregnant, bro. I don't know how. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But oh. <laughs> you like, bro. No, nah, but uh, we found out she was pregnant when we was both getting ready to leave. And it was like, she can't go. And, uh, you, you know, just, yeah, I ended up going. Uh -huh. So, uh, once I got in the Air Force, bro, I got forced out of the environment. And once I got in the Air Force, um, and I scored 99s on my ass, man. I scored high too on that shit. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, bro, I'm not doing the arm. I'm going to just, I'm going to do something because everybody was like, the Air Force easy. Mm. And, uh, I went, man. It ended up being probably the best decision I made because it gave me the discipline, uh, that I really needed. You know, I still had a little hood in me or, or a little built up, whatever it was in me, but I still had a little discipline with it. Mm -hmm. And when you change environments and go back, um, you you can really see what you mm -hmm. was in. Mm -hmm. You and really got to step out. Got to step out. Got to step out. And then when you come back, you like, nah, yeah, uh. <laughs> it's like if you leave your house, bro. Like if you, you sit in the house for a week, bro, and you leave, you know, take a fresh shower, leave, go out and about, man, and come back, you're going to smell the house. I'm like. Damn, I was funky. <laughs> but I mean, and, and that's real, right? Yeah. And so you don't see the environment mm -hmm. a, a, unless you're in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I had a, I wouldn't say mentor, but, it, you know, well, I got a lot of mentors. This dude was an actual crackhead, though, but he was cool. You know, he, he kept it 
he kept it a hundred with you, right? Where, like he said, bro, everybody that's here with me, we don't even see ourselves fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We all over here snag a tooth, right, but right, everybody right. looking like everybody. Look- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like so, bro. I'm, you know, sometimes I'm like one of the flies crackheads, uh-huh. and and it hit me, and it, and it gave me one of those like environmental. Well, I was like, damn, you know that that's kind of crazy. To where, once I left and I came back, I'm like, damn, I see what he's talking about. Man. Yeah, because I used to talk like it, I used to act like it, and you know, man, the more you stay away with it, and then, bro, you start getting around mentors and you start getting around people who like really got it. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, it's really people out here really making money outside selling dope mm-hmm. or, or scamming or hustling, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bro, I, I might need to get into entrepreneurship. Yeah. And then the cool thing happened is, uh. The, you know, when the war and all that was going on, um, my brother was working overseas and he was making like 175000 mm-hmm. Here I am in the Air Force. I'm like, bro, I ain't making nowhere near that. And mm-hmm. most of this stuff was tax free. So, um, you know, I try to take advantage of everything. So I'm like, I'm going to go to college. It's free. All of that. So started doing that and um, got this one racist uh, supervisor in the Air Force. I'm talking about... Bruh, it was bad. But so I was like trying to go to be an officer, but mm-hmm. he, he fucked up my EPR, which means that now I'm not rated high, so I can't go. So I hit this company up overseas that, that had just won a contract. And, um, you know, they gave me the job off. So what a lot of people don't know, if you're dealing with some kind of hardship financially, they probably didn't change it now. Um, but I went in and talked to my commander. If you're dealing with it financially and you can prove that you can make enough money or got an opportunity to just don't change it, mm-hmm. um, they'll let you get out. What? Yeah, so, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that, but <laughs> it's out there now. Uh-huh. But uh, they let me get out. And my first job off overseas, granted, I was making like 30000 in the Air Force. You know, my first job off overseas. 30000 a year? 30000 a year. But they paid for my housing, though. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That was, and then I immediately walked into 201000 mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, bro, this, this will come up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... It's kind of what happened, and um, start meeting people over there with their own contracts. I'm like, where you, where you was at overseas? Uh, Afghanistan. Well, I was in Iraq and Afghanistan, so I spent two years in Iraq, um, three years in Afghanistan. Well, this is around like 2008. Yeah, so it was uh, 08 to 2013. Uh, yeah, uh, Lockheed right. Martin. So it's over there with them, Lockheed Martin. Lockheed. That sounds so familiar. Yeah. They had a big brother, the blimps that was over there that oversaw. So I was. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, it's pretty dope. Let me ask you about your parents. You said both of them were crackheads. Well, so ish. So ish. they, you know, they smoke a little powder. Yeah. You know, a little. And we had a house that people kind of, you know, everybody, friends came to. It was just a thing, you know, like yeah. how people pop pills now. But back then, when you going through, you like. This yeah, is yeah. You know, as soon as you say something out of the way, they're like, boy, your parents don't dope. Yeah. Like, Man, got so was it crack or was it cocaine? It was cocaine, but um, yeah, it, it was cocaine. But my pop, you know, he he, he said he uh, you know, he kind of fell for the for the for the crack era for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then shit, lost everything. That that's enough Dang. to wake you up. But so I, it yeah. wasn't to the point where they abandoned everything. And I think that him and my mom was real strong for each other. No matter what they did, mm-hmm. they kept the family together, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and I think that once he really, like, looked and, and saw what's going on, 
you know, they, they started to get it together. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they didn't do it like later on. They they ended up getting it together, but you know, you could tell, you could see the difference on how like our life went, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But you know, it motivated us to, uh, instead of, you know, being a victim to just grind, bro. Like, and you know, the grind level coming out of that is totally different, bro. Cause it's like, bro, there's some shit I don't never want to go back to, mm-hmm. you know, bro, going in the emergency room with roaches in your ear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, Ro- roaches in, I ain't never had that. I had roaches you in the crib. Oh, bro. Bro, I listen, I didn't, I didn't been through it all. Rats, yeah. roaches. Oh, rats, roaches, not, not in the ear. I had it in the cereal. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in the ear. Yeah. Cut the light on, they go scatter and everything. Oh, yeah, they stay in the cereal. Bro, I can't go back to that ever. Oh, no. Nah, that shit just bro. made my skin crawl, bro. Man, listen. I can't ever do that shit again, ever. But you know, but it, it, it really bought, it, it really, like when I look at my kids, bro, I spoil them. Yeah. Like it's it's like, bro, it's they'll night and day. They mm-hmm. they'll never know it. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted, man. <clears throat> okay. Um, how do your parents are they both alive? Nah, so my mom just passed uh uh 2019. Oh. That's when my life changed, bro. Like everything changed. And, you know, I was making money, like I was making real good money. Uh, I think twenty 18, we had just did like a little over three million in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, and I'll tick, I'm gonna tell you how we got into it. That was like the credit repair company. And um, so we, you know, I tried a franchise and I was doing how much? Like a little over three million oh. um that year. But everything was going good and I was gonna franchise, right? Mm-hmm. That year. So I had a lot of big projects working on. So you know how you go to church and you be doing good mm-hmm. and you like, but you do church, but it's like, all right, I'm gonna do my thing for God. But it, yeah. I wasn't really focused the way I, I, I should have been. But something told me, man, it was on this Easter, something told me, just put a big seed in the ground. And when I put it in the ground, um, I was like, hey God, you know, I just want to be a leader. Cause you know, I'm launching the franchise. I wanted mm-hmm. it to go my way. Bro, I put five figure seed in the ground, left church, got a call, it was on Easter. Monday, I'm like, what? And I'm like, bro, God just reneged on me. Mm. And that's, that's what I was feeling. And, um, bro, everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Because you know when you make a millions in front of people who's struggling, bro, it's like that dog with that steak. And, and you're the only one with meat and all the hungry dogs going to be like, bro, we're going to attack you. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what started to happen. Because people thought that if I take him down, shit, I'm next. Mm. Not realizing, bro, you got to put the work in. Yeah. And so what started to happen, bro, my business came under attack. Not only my business, bro. I'm talking about the attorney general was getting a bunch of complaints. None of them from my clients, though. Mm-hmm. It was from competitors. I'm talking about they was hitting the CLPB up. They putting slander videos out. And I'm like, bro, over some internet beef because the people who was following me was eating them alive online. And I'm like, bro, y'all creating this. But anyway, so I had just buried my mom, right? And then now I got cease and desist on the bank account. So imagine having a couple million in the bank account, life going as normal, right? And then boom, nothing. Like... And I'm talking about just burying your mom two, two weeks before then, uh, cease and desist. And then my attorney hit me up and was like, hey, them clients filed a, a bar complaint against me. And I ain't never been their attorney. Mm. But what they was trying to do, <laughs> they was trying to bog her down in that bar complaint so it would be a conflict of interest for her to be able to represent me against the CFPB and the attorney general. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, man, it got really rough because it's like no representation. 
Um, she ended up still doing it, um, thank God, but ain't have access to no money. So now I'm going from millionaire to running from the repo man with the Yukon. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. So imagine you telling people about credit, telling mm. people about being responsible, and you running from the repo. Mm. The repo man literally came, um, took the car, took the truck, right? I'm running out of the house like, what the? So I run in to grab the key, jumped in, you know, so my wife, we jumped in the car, was like, what the hell? He had the end of the road, so he had to strap it down, man. I jumped up in the truck. He had it jacked up and drove it off the repo. <laughs> I was like, bro, because I, I was in, I was, in, you know, I was in that moment, bro. Mm. But it got really bad though because I ain't had no access, and I'm like, man, shit, this can't be life. So, bro, it got me down. So I ended up um, finding, you know, it's like, damn, I got a pretty dope insurance policy. Mm. You know, <clears throat> I had to make sure that it covered suicide. And so I went in the closet one night, and that's when I sent my wife off with the kids. I'm like, bro, I'm finna blow my head off. Finna kill Where the fuck that just come from, bro? Like, what? <laughs> so it came from business under attack. My mom just passed. Bro. Yeah. I'm in the worst part of my life, bro. Everything that could have been going wrong went wrong. I was not expecting you to say that. Yeah. And what was crazy, though, I'll go in there, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to do it. Got the gun in my head. And I'm like, ah, punked out. I'm like, ah, I just can't do it, bro. It's going to hurt. And I was like, bro. It was going to hurt you, like. Yeah, I, yeah bro. That, exactly. It was definitely going to hurt, but uh, I wasn't going to feel it long. So that's what was oh, going through my mind. Uh -huh. So um, I was fucking whacked out, bro. So um, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go and get a, a, a liter of Remy. I know if I get drunk enough, I'm going to do it, bro. So I done messed around when it got the liter of Remy and got too drunk to kill myself. <laughs> so, so my wife got back. And next thing you know, I'm waking up drunk. And she's screaming at this time. I forgot I was going to kill myself because I'm drunk. Uh -huh. You know, I'm like, what the hell going on? She kicking the gun and she pulled me out the closet and everything. And she crying and screaming and I'm still lit. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I made a commitment, bro. I'm like, life got to be different, bro. I, I, this wasn't supposed to happen. And so I had, I, I literally was going to kill myself. This the irony. I was going to kill myself because in my office that I was going to do it. And I had a prayer closet. I was going to blow my brains out in the prayer closet. And I come back, and the, the scripture that is on is, weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning, bro. Mm -hmm. And that was my sign. I was like, you know what? I was like, maybe it's time to like really start focusing on God, mm -hmm. right? And no money still, right? No mm -hmm. access to nothing. And that's when I really start reaching out to people. It's like, bro, how can I help? If I help you do this, can I do this? Mm -hmm. If I help you do this? It was like, yeah. And I just start creating people with, with a bunch of money and then getting that residual payout. And so I found a problem in our industry. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you what was funny, because the pandemic came in 2020. So money started flowing back in. But what it, what, what, it, um, what started to happen was it was the credit repair industry. Because mm -hmm. I was the first one that built systems and automation around the credit comp credit repair company mm -hmm. where you can automate your whole company. I'm talking about from like saving a letter from here, putting it in the Dropbox, and it automatically mail out through an API to the bureau without ever mm -hmm. having to go to the post office. Mm -hmm. And when at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success created that integration um, and brought it into the credit repair industry, everybody was like, I want the automation, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was selling it for like $3,500. I didn't know that was too cheap at the time, but 
pandemic happened, post office closed. Mm. So if they can't go to the post office, mm-hmm. they ain't got no business. Mm-hmm. But I had the only solution, mm-hmm. right? So within a month and a half of launching the company, Automate My Flow, we did like a little over seven million. You changed like, the price? Yeah, I went up like the fire racks um, mm-hmm. for the setup. And then, you know, we had like a lot of little ancillary stuff there. But we did over seven million in like a month and a half. And it was like, bro, this the one. Shit, I ain't never did this in the credit period, mm-hmm. you know? So things just start taking off. And then the cool thing is the people that I was like consulting with for equity, mm-hmm. they businesses were taking off. So I'm like, bro, I got money coming in from people who making money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so things really turned around, bro. And I realized if I wouldn't have went through that humility, it, it took me back to like how everything went wrong. And I asked God when I put that seed in the ground to be a better leader. See, I wasn't ready to lead. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was cocky. I was arrogant. And I was telling people, you, you know better. You should have your finances together. Mm-hmm. But hell, my finances were taken, right? So it put me back. And then, boom, CLPB dropped the case. So all the money, after I made the money, mm-hmm. now the money that I had on lockdown is freed up. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, it would have been dope if it would have been freed up before I went out and got it. But, you know, that's... When things change, and that's, that's kind of why I started building that group and, and said I was going to give back because, you know, I didn't really – you hear people talk mm-hmm. and you hear people go through it, but like when Boat Goat was having that, that's why, you know, it's funny that you say he spoke highly of me. <clears throat> when he was going through that and he was talking about, bro, I'm about to take myself out, if I wouldn't have went through the shit before, I wouldn't have been qualified to help him through that. Mm-hmm. And so now that being a better leader, you don't know, man, what journey you got to really go through to get it. You don't like it when you're going mm-hmm. through it. But I done learned, bro, that you just got to ride this thing out because a lot of people trying to probably think about killing themselves right now and not even realizing that <clears> they're going through is the solution to be able to help the next person. I told myself, well, I never kill myself. That, was I having a conversation with you, Sean, the other day? Like, <clears throat> but you you just never know, like, bro, what, what might happen. I'm like, bro, we people do that. Yeah. You know, bro, like, man. And just to, like, around the corner was your blessing. Yeah. And if you would have blew your heads off, you would have even... Bro, wouldn't that, man? And, and you know what I learned, though, man, from all the people? I I know since then, I know I done talked at least th- over 30 people out of killing themselves. But I wouldn't have been qualified. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you about to do it, I was literally one punk out away from doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I was, it was done. If I'd have been brave enough to go in here and just pull it all the way, I pulled it. But you know that first shot, you got to pull real hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That first shot, you got to pull hard. The second one, the third one's come out easy after that. Mm-hmm. Thank God, because if that would have, I would have been gone. But now, when people going through it, bro, I know exactly how it looks right before you pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, bro, I don't wish that on nobody. And, you know, you don't see the signs because, bro, I literally sent my wife and kids off to do it. I'm, and I went out my way to not show signs because I made up my mind, I'm going to do it. Crazy. And I was gonna do it because I'm like, bro, they're gonna get this, they, you know, this multi-million dollar insurance policy. They're gonna be straight. Yeah. I just don't want to deal with it no more. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was it. So I was thinking like the win for me at that point was <clears throat> I'm just gonna get out of everybody's way. I think I'm gonna set them up pretty good to be able to live off a couple million on insurance policy, not knowing that seven million was coming in less than two months, like right around the corner. And, you know, but the thing is, if none of that had happened beforehand, though, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't be equipped to mm-hmm. handle, like, some of the mental issues that people are dealing with because we don't talk about mental health enough. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, especially in the entrepreneurship or trying to do something different in the last generation, man, that shit enough to drive everybody crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm just, I just look at it as a blessing, bro. I look at that seed as a win. 
Um, of course, you know, my mom was was here a little longer than we thought she was going to be here anyway. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I think that she, you know, fulfilled what she needed to do so that I can do what I needed to do. When you say seed, is it a, what do you, is it like a reference? So, yeah, seed means you can, you can seed with money, right? Like, you know, in church, they got tithes, but then you could put a seed towards something, right? And you said, you said it was five figures. Yeah, so I put, yeah, it's like a little over $10,000. Did you give it to somebody? What yeah, to the church. I, oh, okay, um, all right. Yeah, so I was like, I'm going to plant my seed of faith, and the, I'm I'm planting my seed in faith to be a better leader. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how you don't like it. You know, because we ask, we start asking God, bro, we, we start asking and, and saying stuff like, God, just make the problem go away, right? Mm -hmm. And then we turn right around and say, God, help me with my finances. So we say, help me with my finances, wake up with a big ass problem that we ain't never seen before. Mm -hmm. And then we hit our boy, I'm like, bro, I'm dealing with this. And he's like, bro, I don't know how to help. So I learned to listen different, right? Mm -hmm. And what it is, is they start begging their way out of the problem. God gave them the problem to figure it out so that you can offer this solution for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Every struggle that you dealt with and, and the mishaps from building that podcast, you know, I don't know if you pray or not, right? But mm -hmm. if you do, you, you'll be like, dang, God, just make it better, make it go away, make it go away, or turn it around. Mm -hmm. But he gave you that problem, and I guarantee you now when you teach that podcast class, right, you're teaching them a lot of shit that you did wrong, mm -hmm. everything to prevent. Mm -hmm. So if we keep going through life praying, but then asking God to take all the stuff away, how are we going to help people prevent stuff? Because we want it to be easy for them. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I started listening that way, bro, every problem I get now, it's like, all right, that's dope. Now, the only, man, the only prayer I got now when it comes to a problem is I start asking God to send me the people who I'm who I supposed to serve with the problem. So everybody be like, oh, the million dollar day. No, them the people I'm supposed to serve with the problem. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't look at it and brag on a million dollar day. I'm looking at it like, dang, bro, 40 businesses was launched. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So. Oh, that's dope. <clears throat> so. You've been married almost 20 years. Almost 20, 19. Um. I'm pretty sure most people want to kill themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, how do you? But you, you she got. She got to be. She got to be dope, bro. Uh -huh. She, she got to be dope. Bro. You got different levels of women, man. You will know a wife type when you see her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, bro, this shit. If I would have got married then, bro, it'd be really rough right now. You Why know what I'm that? saying? I think because I got married at 19, I skipped the this generation of women. Mm. because it's the entitlement. So these women, basically, it, it, it's a fuck you pay me era, mm. right? So they they think the equivalent to a man's money is they looks or they mm. body, right? Mm -hmm. And ain't nobody really trying to build. And, and, and I get it. You know what I'm saying? We in, we in literally a survival culture, right, mm -hmm. where everything need to move fast. Mm -hmm. And like most of my homeboys, bro, they having a real hard time finding a good woman. Cause it's like, dang, by the time I like her shit, she ready for me to pay bills already. And I don't even know, you know, she can cook. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right. But uh Don't even know she can cook. I don't even know she can cook yet, bro. <clears throat> and she want her whole bills paid, bro. Like you don't even get a time to date around out here now. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know. People be thinking I'm lying. Like my comments when I be mentioning that type of stuff, it's like girls are not really doing that. No, women are really doing that. They're doing that. Yeah, no, for quickly, real. very fast. For real. And I think is they meet a lot of guys, and that's their vetting process. I'm well, I think. Me. Well, I think the pandemic did that. Yeah. So a lot I of think guys had it money. got really bad because <laughs> uh -huh. you had a lot of dudes out here tricking off. 
Mm-hmm. They got money they ain't never had, and they went to Miami and rented out all these boats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they, they out there. And most, when you find out, when you find a dude who couldn't get a chick before bread, for money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He insecure. Mm-hmm. So he trying to lock everything down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he paying. He become a paymaster at that mm-hmm. point. And so they thinking that every dude out here tricking. So my homeboys, man, they really good dudes. You know, they seven figures. They low key. Yeah. So they ain't out here trying to be seen. You know, but it's it's like, bro, I couldn't even really get to know you because you basically like a like a slot machine. Mm-hmm. You don't talk or nothing until you see what I got. And it's crazy because, like, even when I pull up in, in one of the cars, like if I drive a Lambo or a Rolls Royce and they in something regular, they're like, ooh, who your friend? They're like, nah, he married. <laughs> Overlooking the dude who's still a millionaire. <laughs> it's like, bro, just because they don't see it. So it's yeah. kind of like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy out here, bro. So how do you... What's your secret? Staying married. What to stand married? Mm-hmm. Um, fighting for marriage, bro. It's like your secret in growing a business. Like people don't, people want the convenient life without putting the work in first. And um, but it, if it wasn't for my wife, it wouldn't be no me, right? And you know, while people out here arguing about fifty fifty, it's like, bro, everything we built, we built together. Mm-hmm. And when you when you can deal with depression and when you can deal with something like that, what a man really want to hear, bro, is. He don't want to hear the stress of how she dealing with the struggle. He want to hear her saying like, nah, baby, we got this together. I'm here with you rather if you win or lose, mm-hmm. but we're going to get it back together. Mm-hmm. That's a wife. You know what I'm saying? But most men, they know what they got, bro. Like most men that that's out here, they trying to date. They dating based on looks. Knowing, bro, if you go broke, she leaving. Like she won't clout. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everybody trying to be, I ain't going to say no names, but everybody trying to be these rapper baby mama types mm-hmm. out here they all look alike right mm-hmm. and so they think that that you know if i dress like jade or look like jade i'm gonna land a little baby it mm-hmm. don't work like that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's that's pretty much what and you got them you got the ones from the freak nigga era that didn't land no ball at then they're still out here thugging it mm-hmm. you know so i mean it's how you not get caught up in in the lifestyle like the, the culture of these, these these women with these beautiful bodies, you're married. They got this stuff. Yeah. So my wife run my Facebook, my social media, right? Uh-huh. And you got to also, man, you got to make sure that your wife down with you, right? Like, you know, if your wife intentionally makes sure that she the type of freak you need, you don't really, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's selfish too, right? Um, I got the kind of wife that will do, you know, what would, would, would adjust to making sure yeah. that the family is happy, mm-hmm. right? And we look at marriage and we look at all that different, right? The way I see it is like, bro, she sacrificed her whole identity for me. Mm-hmm. She carried my, my last name. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And not only that, she nurtured my big head ass kids. Mm-hmm. So like the legacy is built on my name and she sacrificed her name to build a legacy on somebody else's name. Bro. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking at it like that, I just didn't want my daughter to be thinking her daddy will fuck me, you know? Facts. And because now she'll know how to get treated. But we build on something different, bro. We build on like a real legacy here. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I don't want not me, not only me going back to Swains, bro, but I don't want none of my grandkids or my great grandkids to yeah. have to like go back no to living like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and it's, you know, I mean, she, she dope. You go through where men just won't, well, real men, you know, I, and I think one of the biggest things is, when I do like see women out and oh you got some single friends, first thing they say, I want a rich man. But I'm like, if you ain't putting nothing into this dude, then what you think you're gonna get out of? 
So they want an already established dude, not realizing it's a shitload of dudes out here with potential that just need that discipline. Mm -hmm. She the discipline. Mm -hmm. She the motivation, but he ain't got it together right now. Mm -hmm. But by the time a dude become a millionaire, if he's still single, and this is what's going on with a lot of my homeboys, like when you get a, a when the money problems go away and you know you can secure a woman, um, the problem is now finding a woman that you know that ain't there for your bread. Mm -hmm. And you know the biggest issue. That's the biggest issue, mm -hmm. bro. Like becoming even man, when you start making th over three, four hundred thousand, you don't trust no women, bro. Like mm -hmm. because it's like they they got the game of oh, I just you know you establish you a motiv you know you motivate me, you'll go get it. No, you you see the the fruit, you don't see the seed. Mm -hmm. And I tell people you got seed relationships when they actually believe in you and mm -hmm. let you grow, and then once you grow into something beautiful, it's like dang. And then you got fruit relationships. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of them now they see the fruit, mm -hmm. and they after that fruit, mm -hmm. and so and, and it's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> It's a, you know, that's, got, the, that's the one. <laughs> the and the fruit relationship, that's real though. What? But when they see the fruit, they yeah. see the rose rush, it's like, come on, man. When I was in Swains, bro, you know, I was born with exalted form. They're gonna have a list the rest of my life, right? Mm. They laughed at it. But now it's like, oh, you motivate me. Nigga, you laughed at me. You know, I'm, I'm just being real. It's like, chick, you laughed at me. Now you like, oh, I made the mistake. No, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I'm building different. So, you know. And, and you see it, bro, like all day. Yeah, so. Oh man, it's it's. I don't know when or how I'm going to get in a relationship because I struggle with that. No, that's meeting women just because of who I am. Mm -hmm. I want to meet somebody that don't know nothing. I probably had to go out the country or something. And you know what's weird <laughs> with that, bro? So, and, and this is what happened to a homeboy of mine, bro. I'm mm -hmm. glad you said that. So you, they'll see your podcast. Anybody who know you from the podcast, that's fruit. That mm -hmm. ain't seed. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But let's say you do meet somebody and they meet you at your seat where mm -hmm. they don't know nothing about you and it's like, dang, you know, good conversation, this and that. The problem with that, though, is now when they do find out, they're going to start attacking you saying you lied to them. <laughs> and so now they're calling him a liar, man. He had all this going on. He living a whole nother life. I don't trust it. Like, no, nah, I think that's a defense mechanism it because... Is. You know that that's her way of projecting that now nah, he he was damn he was trying to feel me out. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm a big believer, man. Like even with my wife, I met her at night. Uh, I met her at 18, bro. Hell, I lied about my age. You know what I'm saying? Like I told her I had a kid. I tried to sound more mature than what I was. You had a kid? Nah. You lied. But I told her I had one, right? This I never heard of that one. I, niggas so, lied about the kid. Oh, it was crazy <laughs> because like she was one of them grounded. Girls at the time where it's like, she different. She didn't come out of the struggle. Mm -hmm. She ain't in survival mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, she want a mature dude. And I thought, damn, if I come up like I got a baby, I'm mature. <laughs> Shit, she almost dumped me. That's crazy. And I had to, you know, work on overdrive to get it back. Mm -hmm. But what's crazy, though, is when you do find, I, I tell people, when you find somebody, the best way to find them is on the come up. Mm -hmm. Build that shit together because you got arguments coming out of fifty fifty. We don't know what that was. Hell, when I got married, bro, we we had a we didn't had a bank account together forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got a shitload of accounts now, mm -hmm. but we still all got access to it. And it's like fifty fifty. What? Just pull the shit from the account and pay the bill. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I just think the way that the dating pool is going now, a lot of the women are chasing dudes that really didn't exist. They chasing the dudes that went out with this PPP money and seemed like everybody was a goddamn baller. So they was hanging out. But have you noticed the world and went back to where it was before the pandemic? Mm -hmm. And so now it's a lot of, lot of, you know, a lot of dudes that was tricking off ain't out here tricking off no more. Mm -hmm. So everybody out here 
you know, they, they they're looking for the next. Trip. They're looking for the next come up. And it's either a rapper or, or one of these high level entrepreneurs. Yeah. Or a scammer. Bro, they they rather they okay with future having twenty five women if he can take care of them before she build an empire with one right now. And that's crazy. That's real. Diddy, Nick Cannon, bro, they selling. They lining up and they know. Mm -hmm. And they like, bro, I'm not I'm not giving up this bag right now, bro. A dude can look like Shrek out here and and, and be that dude <laughs> because it ain't mm -hmm. the same for dudes as it, as it is. You know, if a dude got that bag. That that goes above anything mm -hmm. at this point. Like women, you know, man, never mind. I ain't saying all women. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is why, like, a, a lot of my homeboys can't get married right now. And they really want wives, bro. Like, mm -hmm. I got a homeboy right now, my best friend, like, since forever. Good dude, on his own house, got two cars. I'm talking about everything paid for, zero bills. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And everybody he finding, same woman. And so he get overlooked a lot because he ain't going to go out and buy that Bentley, even though he can buy two, three of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He got a Ford truck so that when he pulling up and we all around, they want to hang around where we at with all the exotic cars. You got this dude right here ready for a family, mm -hmm. but you rather be somebody number three. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on a lot. That's what I'm going to do. Though. I'm going to hide my wealth. It, 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 it's hard because you... You meet somebody representative, bro. You meet who they want to be when you meet them. Nobody ever introduced themselves as like really them. Hmm. You might have somebody who just passed their real estate exam. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm Derek, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I'm such and such. I'm a real estate agent. Like you just passed your exam. You never sold a house. Mm -hmm. So now my perception of you is you're a successful real estate agent mm -hmm. when you never act, actually did real estate yet. Mm -hmm. So, or just that. Hey, I'm this person. I'm that person. Because... Who the hell gonna come and be like, hey, I have mental breakdowns tonight. I do this, mm -hmm. I do that. So everybody, you, you know, you get the best out of everybody from the beginning. And the biggest disconnect is you got a bunch of thirsty dudes with people who couldn't get women before people. And have you ever noticed there's a spike in women right now talking about, oh, I was dealing with a narcissist. That's the key word. Man, they love that word. But you know where that word came from. And where, the reason it came, it, uh, most narcissists is just dudes, bro, who couldn't get women before they had people. Mm -hmm. Now they get paper and they don't have nothing else to offer, so they control the women with money. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I can't really depend, let you depend on my intellect. Mm -hmm. We can't have no real good conversation. I can't blow your back out, this and that. So a lot of them, bro, they in a position to where it's like, that's all they got. So they're insecure mm -hmm. and then they try to lock her down because they know a dude who come in and finesse her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a wrap. And so, you know, that, that that's how it is. And so they're insecure where <laughs> what they'll do is they'll take the woman. Promise it is, love bomber to death. So she oh, thinking man. she in a dream relationship, right? And then all of a sudden, hey, she she done cut her friends off, done cut her family off. Then he done move her out of her apartment and start taking care of full control. Now she ain't got no friends, no family. Everybody thinks she done changed. And then boom, because he can't get no other women unless he leave with bread, unless he leave with paper. So now, first thing they do when he cut her off, he a narcissist trying to control me. But as long as he was spending that paper, uh, you liked him. Uh. As long as he had, you're not really a narcissist until you done cut the person off you. But it's just a way that, you know, those kind of controlling dudes, though, most of them just couldn't get women before they had bread. That's real. You a sports fan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Answer this question for me. All right. Is LeBron great? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's legendary. I mean, <laughs> bro, I, I can't even hate, bro. I can't even hate. And, and the thing is, it's like people look for a reason to hate on that man. Mm. 
And, you know, it's, like I said, it's a competitive nature. You never hear anybody talking about, man, who the best hockey player, Mario Lemieux or Wayne Gretzky, this and that. They, nobody about to have a knockdown drag out. Why when it's a black leader, bro? Instead of just saying, bro, he dominated that era, mm-hmm. he dominated this era, they both the GOATs. Mm-hmm. Hell no, nah, they ain't going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to establish a hate for that dude mm-hmm. just because you like Mike. Mm-hmm. 15 years from now, bro, ain't nobody going to be talking about Mike. And the reason why is everybody getting older. They had the same arguments with Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. Back in the day. But we ain't old enough. We don't remember that shit. Mm-hmm. So we ain't talking about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be, is it LeBron or freaking Steph Curry or, hell, Anthony Edwards? You never know who mm-hmm. coming next. Mm-hmm. Wimbayana, the big 7'5 dude, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an argument down the road about that. That's But, man, that dude done put schools together, bro, and done sent thousands of kids to college. Bro, you can't hate on that. No. You can't hate I on think, that. I think he's, a, he's great. He's a great player. I just hate the comparisons when they try to compare him to a Kobe or – Really, just Jordan. Yeah, but we do that in day to day life, though. Well, how many times have you seen a white person say, "I'm the first white woman that did this"? So we do that on a day to day. I think that's outside of sports. We just hear it a lot when it comes to them. But soon as I'm the first black woman on the 35, like, bro, just stop that first black shit. Like, mm-hmm. you're comparing yourself to other black people. Mm-hmm. So it's a natural. I'm gonna be the first dude out of the hood. I'm gonna be the first dude to make it out here. Everybody wanna be first instead of saying, bro, what I love about what, what that does is it kills the Tupac effect. And what I mean by that is when Tupac was out, all the hits that they had, rather if it was Daz, Corrupt, anybody, them hits went to Tupac. Mm-hmm. He had the platform, let this dude take off. We mm-hmm. can eat off this platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now I want to be first. So when you're competing to be first, bro, you'll tear everything down mm-hmm. and you think it's a damn race. But if both of y'all got them running at the same speed, y'all got way more torque, right? Mm-hmm. You can have way more movement. But we so busy. It, it, it starts with, you know, LeBron and Jordan. But that's a day-to-day conversation we have in the first place. And everybody, I guarantee you, all y'all, my guys, all y'all got amazing podcasts from Earn Your Leisure, David Shan, um, Ash Cash. I'm talking about a bunch of, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you something, who got the best podcast? No, they all changing the world. Mm-hmm. And so we, I think once we adapt that, mm-hmm. when people start saying, who, who, the, who the goat out of LeBron and Jordan, in what? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you two dudes that never really played each other like that, you, you can't really compete. Two different eras. And it's two different eras. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't a Jordan, It'll be harder to build LeBron. These dudes all change the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just don't think, you know, when they when they start saying young generation ain't got respect, people don't know how to pay homage no more. And that's a young boy argument. Mm-hmm. That ain't, you know, them old heads, like, man, they both great. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what society is. It's mm-hmm. a competition right now. Okay, I'm going to play this game, which is called This or That. <clears throat> just pick. Yeah. Okay, if you had to choose lingerie or robe, Shit, it don't matter, man. Um, <laughs> she coming out of it anyway. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm just being real. Like, I, I ain't really end all. I mean, she, I, I, she come out. I guess that's a presentation, bro. I'm like, I think the question should be is like, fresh out the shower. I don't give a damn what she put on. No, nah, for real. It's like, bro, I, my wife know that. Like, <sighs> oh my God. <laughs> clothes I got to remove. Like, what? I don't know. I <clears throat> neither. <laughs> I mean, neither. Okay. Um, 
sex in the bed or sex in the restaurant bathroom. Shit, we didn't do both of them. Shit, we did it at the recreation department bathroom. <laughs> Jam out of the bleachers. Like, <laughs> Uh, like, the fucking park bench. Hey, <laughs> on top of the school. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's got too many spots we ain't touched. I, mean, I guess that's how you keep it spicy. Got to, bro. Okay, this is this is a serious question. All right. This is non-negotiable. Pick one. All right. Weak sex, horrible sex, or no money. Which one to hold on, hold on. Which one to get rid of? Pick one. You pick one. Which one? Would, would I rather have weak sex the rest of my life and no money? Or would you rather have some money and then weak sex for the rest of your life? But if I get good sex, I'm broke. <laughs> weak sex, bro. Uh, I got. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, I I got it. She she going. That mouth going to. Have to <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm I'm trying to think of solutions here. Like I mean. I don't think it's all over. You know, you got to figure something out. But, uh, Man. yeah, I just can't go back to being broke. Bro. <laughs> I just can't go back to being broke. Okay. <clears throat> Would you rather be a liar or a thief? I would say liar. I just, you know, somebody who don't work for some job I can't steal from. I feel that. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. <clears throat> Cause I hate when they steal. They steal from me. I'll be ready to tear somebody's head off. People lie to me daily, so I I, I got used to that. Okay, are you more? This, this is not okay. It's not a literal question. With your personality and the way you hustle, the way you move, mm -hmm. you got to pick one. Would you say you're more of a scammer or of a trapper? Trapper, definitely a trapper. It's in you, huh? It's in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Trapper, bro. No, that was good. All right, that's all I got. I'm gonna find what the market needs, and I'm gonna build it, bro. I'm gonna, I'm sure. gonna go ahead and, and create a solution for people. Well, tell the people uh, what you got going on. Like, do you got anything you're selling? Like, yeah, so I don't really sell nothing, right? Um, so one of the things that I do, bro, I I, I just like giving people multi-million dollar plays. You know where most of my my, my paper come from? What like you got? I got one of the biggest web development companies out here, right? Mm -hmm. And I won't ever have to market it. You know, it's crazy. Word of mouth. So, no, no word of mouth, no nothing. A lot of people don't even know it's me. Fancies. Want me to show people how they can make some real quick money mm -hmm. or how I did? So, for instance, you can go to uh, Upwork or something like that and find a Indian developer. I prefer a developer from India that can either do full stack development, front end, back end, um, UX, um, anything, right? But at least website development, right? Most of the people in India are going to work for about a thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. and you pay them at the end of the month, right? But what I did and what I always do is I get them to come in and build templates, right? Such as credit repair company websites, uh, orthodontist, doctor's office, restaurant website templates, right? And what we do, I don't do it no more. It's automated at this point where I got people. And, and what I did when I wanted to run up a real bag, and I did a video on this. You can go to my Instagram page to see the paper coming in. I go live and I actually log into my merchant, mm -hmm. you know, to make sure I ain't lying. But what I do is I'll go and Google top 10 orthodontists in Chicago, top 10 
Danish offices in Atlanta, top mm -hmm. 10 seafood restaurants here. You would never run out of them, right? Mm -hmm. So now I go down to websites and I see, I mean, I go down, look at them and see who got a garbage website. Mm -hmm. Rebuild a whole website. See, they in India. It don't cost me that much. Mm -hmm. Rebuild a website, create online ordering form, um, everything that they can think of. Automate, build a CRM on the back of it through, you know, birthdays, everything. So now... You will have a mom and pop's restaurant, but now I got my guy. He know how to do graphics and he know how to do websites. Mm -hmm. The ox tells they were selling. He go find a really good picture. Now your website look like Longhorn, mm -hmm. right? But I didn't hit you up and say, hey, you want to buy a website? Mm -hmm. No. I hit you up with your link mm -hmm. because 90% of them don't even buy their domain. Mm -hmm. So now they build it. And then, boom, I send a domain right through your Facebook. And you click on it. It's your business. You're like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And then now... I message you and say, hey, make an order online real quick just, just to test it. You order it online, the boom, they get a text message. Hey, your order will be ready, blah, blah, blah. And then they looking at it they're like, what the, What you think the next question is? How I get yeah. this? You know what I'm saying? I need this. So now they're chasing you to get something that if you try to sell to them, they wouldn't have sold. Mm. 2500 pop. Because now you've exchange, You got online ordering. You got that. And mm. then, hey, after we build this, you know, what's well, already built. Then it's one ninety seven a month if you want us to maintain it, security, blah blah blah, and then if things go wrong, and you talking about they selling twenty five hundred a pop, we could sell ten of them a day. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Probably. I just I just sold like probably. I think the most we sold in one day was like eighty of them. Um, but you talking from twenty five hundred to seventy five hundred a pop, hmm. and so take all the orthodontists, right? And they got garbage websites. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is, boom, we pop up with they Remember, we got the templates. Mm -hmm. it, then I bring a VA in, which is a virtual assistant from the Philippines. Their job is to go step by step. Boom, change menu items, do this. Graphics team. Mm -hmm. Now I got a whole team working around the clock. Buying the domains is a machine now. Mm -hmm. And that's automated money coming in. So one of the things that I did offer, uh, because when I gave this play um, at this conference, it went viral. Right. So one of the things that I did offer is a web development business in a box. So now they ain't got to go on how they develop. Mm -hmm. They can use our development team and they can do all of that. So, um, yeah, I offered it one night and everybody started buying a business in a box when they ain't got to go on hire. They can literally still sell it for what they want to sell it for and use our development team. So that's a play. Yeah, that's a play. It's just automated money at that point because, yeah. you know, they're running you down. Like, how can I get it? And then if they can't afford it. You know, we let them pay monthly payments. <clears throat> now you got residual coming in. Hell, they stop paying. Just cut their website off. Thanks. So they can't run from it. Mm. That's their online business. And you keep the domain. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm. the thing. Most of them don't own their own domain. They got like a Wix site or something like that. Mm. So once you buy it, build it, send it to them. They're like, damn, I want it. Now it's ready to go. So it's pretty dope. Somebody need to steal that. That's money right in your face. No, it, 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 you 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 would never have enough competition, mm -hmm. bro. When you start talking about top twenty seafood restaurants, soul food restaurants, steakhouses, this and that, bro, all these you know, mom and pop restaurants, you know, they ain't got websites, mm -hmm. and they menu items, bro. The oxtail like a turd on this on black and white paper uh -huh. with a big black blob on it. So mm -hmm. make it look good, make it look presentable. People want good aesthetics when they go in somewhere. So if you look like a multi-million dollar restaurant, people going to respect you like one. Mm -hmm. And spend money like you want. Spend money. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't really have a garbage menu and sell a $45 red snapper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, they, it, it got to look good, the presentation. Well, this is a great interview, bro. Yeah. I appreciate you coming through. No, I appreciate you having me, man. Everybody been telling me, like, you got to talk to Jonathan, bro. You got to get on this. I'm like, everybody? A lot of people. <laughs> no, nah, for real. Uh, dope. You know, I was talking to Trills, Maddie yeah, J, Boat Go. Yeah. Mm. 
All them good guys. Yeah, nah, they. And I met you through Trails, right outside. Yeah, yeah. You work with Trails? Well, we we got some stuff we about to start working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good dude, man. Yeah, however you see we could make some money together, man. Bro, I'm trying to tell you, like, I literally <laughs> told you, like, you're the only person out here that can fill a room full of single heterosexual males and women in the same room. Like, bro, you ain't doing speed date night. Like, you should be doing stuff like that. And you got a whole podcast network under you that should be around dating about the the life out here that's really going on, man. Because you're tapping into it, but you got three different audiences, bro. Once you really, because like one of the things that I saw with Country Wayne, bro, like, you see how he had him and then he had Drip. Drip, mm-hmm. your own character, bro. You should trademark Drip. Mm-hmm. You should, Drip should have clothes and gear. Drip should have his own show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because now it's easier, even though that's you, but the thing is, like, you got three audience. Like, now you got the women coming in. Imagine having single black bachelor men who qualify, who's making six, seven figures, who just looking, and you interviewing them like a regular pod. That's a whole nother show. Mm-hmm. And then you end it off with conferences, and you end it off with, like, networking events. They making so much money with Atlanta 40 under 40 and networking under 40. Single and mingle. Like, you got so much opportunity here, bro, in an international city where people can fly in. I know it'll be a thousand people there. Mm. That's 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 a month. And, and we can partner on that now. I, I get the equity. I'll lay that whole shit out for you. Let's do it. <laughs> Business partners. I knew, I, I knew this was worth it. <laughs> All right. Uh, two we meet again. Rich and Unemployed, the podcast. No more podcasts in the world. Appreciate you, brother. That's it. Appreciate you. Thank you.